Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Good afternoon, or good morning for some people. Welcome to episode 101 of Tales of Tamriel, a Dungeon Crawler Network production. I am your host, Agelos, and with me this morning, well, the early bird catches the worm, and that worm is not in his coffee because he's not drinking tequila. Avi Optimal, how are you, sir? I'm doing very good. Uh, I'm tired. I'm here. I caught you uh, mid, mid, mid uh, yawn. Mid, yeah. Yeah, hey, it's gonna happen tonight, today. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I thought it was funny. I got coffee. Got coffee. I had, um, not beer. A leftover Mountain Dew Baja Blast from Taco Bell last night. That's the that's Mm. the secret. That's the secret stuff. You can only get it from Taco Bell. Yeah, right. I used to go take a milk, take an empty milk jug, and fill one up when I used to play Counter Strike. (laughs) <laughs> nice nice yeah i i love the stuff so well delicious i was kind of upset because taco bell screws me every time i go because they had these awesome boss nachos and we went the one day i'm like i'm getting those and i didn't get them because they were like oh we don't serve them anymore so i was very angry and then yesterday my wife says to me you know we should go again i'm like yeah I guess, even though they screwed me the last time. But this time, I'm going to get a big thing of Kickstart. I don't even care. Sir, Kickstart's not working. There are things not working. Well, would you like something else? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Taco Bell. I don't care. They're like they're not our sponsors. I don't even want them. I don't care. But they're, they're but awful. They're so, but it's so delicious. Every single time, they screw me. It's awful. Oh, and hello, Khajiit. She who will never leave me alone. No, leave me alone or I'll eat your face. No, nothing. <laughs> I kissed her. All right. Uh, the man who I kind of, um, well, he, he kind of got lost and 
little confused with the time zone chain because apparently we saw we uh we i was gonna say suffer we suffer daylight savings time before suffer. before the uk does apparently and there was a little bit of confusion on time so a little extra early not quite done yet could use a little bit more bake time that'd be nate aka nisa yeah, I'm. To be honest, I, it's fine. Arvi's up at what seven a.m., eight a.m. What time is it over there? Seven thirty. Seven. I can see the sun just just coming in onto your face very delicately. <laughs> so it's still two p.m. in the afternoon here. Although I have I've got an illness. I've got I've got the lotus plague or something. So I apologize if I sound stuffed up to the nostrils. I've got medication. I've got my little wooden Misa doll here we're gonna get through this it's gonna be fine it's gonna be good it's gonna be a good time anyway uh the man in the lower left corner who i just decided i'm bringing in because he's awesome and i haven't got talked to him recently setsua how are you i'm doing great man thank you how are you doing as i adjust the gain on my mic because i'm watching my little mic bar go crazy (laughs) and i know i'm loud and i don't know why i mean i literally have my mic set to like one like nice. it's the lowest setting possible <laughs> and yet i am loud as hell <laughs> <laughs> you know they do sell that uh baja blast and bottles and cans in here in virginia i think they do up here now too like it oh, just started okay. recently yeah yeah, yeah I, I used to buy like three or four cases <laughs> but i stopped after a while because i was like that's not good but yeah. at first when it first came out i was like yeah yeah well, hello, chat room. We have a pretty active chat room already this morning, oh, which nice. is surprising for 10 o'clock Eastern or 10.30 Eastern time, but awesome. I'm glad people could be yeah. here. Yeah, I just now start sharing it on all social media platforms. I was like, oh, cool. Ooh. Got people. Ooh, people. <laughs> people. Eventually, what I think I'm going to attempt to do is stream this from both YouTube and <laughs> Twitch because we still get Twitch followers, even though we haven't used it in forever. Wow. But- Hey, nice. So what I'll probably end up doing is literally just streaming to YouTube and then going on my other computer and streaming the YouTube to Twitch so that way everyone <laughs> can see it. Um, crazy times. All right, before we get rolling, got to say a special thank you to our newest Patreon supporters, uh, Vinny Cornwall and Amanda Gray. Thank you so much for supporting us over at patreon.com slash Dungeon Crawler Network. You guys are the best. Um I know Amanda's been part of the community forever and a day. She's she's my, how do I want to say? It? She's my home girl. Yeah. She doesn't like Taco Bell though. She doesn't like Taco Bell. Oh yeah, that's right. We did get into a Twitter fight about Taco Bell. We did. Yeah. She should move to the UK. We don't even have Taco Bell here. I don't even know what it is. It, what? It's American Mexican food. <laughs> It's yeah, it's like an American it. version of Mexican. Food. I was gonna they say, Seth was probably. This, oh, go ahead. This, I was gonna say they put the same thing, and every single every single thing they have is the exact same thing, just in a different shape. It's and three dollars more. Yeah. yeah. And they tried it. I was gonna they try to coat everything with cheese. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's why I love them. Oh, yeah. I don't see a that's problem. The only why. I really don't see a problem with anything you just said. So. <laughs> um yeah yeah all right yeah yeah well all right we're gonna go ahead and move right on into the game news first off something big happened like this week like right after episode 100 and that would be these skills drop yeah that's right yeah it did yeah it did 
Yeah, I think I... Which, ironically, you can't pirate. I think that would have been a great <laughs> bit of PR if you can have been allowed to somehow steal the code from Xenomax. The, the Thieves <laughs> Guild, you cannot actually steal. So, yeah, yeah that is a thing. American Mexican food. I love it. <laughs> but that's, that's, what, that's what my wife calls it. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, you're, uh, yeah. Um, He's Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you would know. She's probably like, this is awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can uh, make this. I can make this and better. <laughs> All right. Well, Thieves Guild did drop this week, and there was a couple big things that touched. We're not actually going to go over the notes. If you haven't read them, they are on the official forums. I like reading patch notes when it's smaller patches, but this thing was like a hundred pages. So yeah, it, was, it was it was a big mama patch note summary. Yeah, it was good. A uh, couple key things that I'm gonna say: every time you get a big patch, the first thing you should really do is, if you're interested in your class, scroll down to the class changes and read through your class changes because there were some pretty big ones throughout i know templars got hit pretty hard especially if you're a healing templar the breath of life avi can yeah I, I healed my first dungeon with the new templar changes and it ain't go that bad but it's definitely different yeah but i like it are you I having like to it. focus on other healing skills now yeah but you know it's it's more uh how would I say? It's just better. I think I think it was a good change. I was nervous at first, but it's a really good change, you know. I I understand where they went with it and why they yeah. did it because Elder Scrolls is supposed to be you can play anything you want. The class just kind of adds a little bit of flavor. Is that's how I've always seen it. Some they kind of specialize a little better, but it was to the point now. I was getting messages just because I was a Templar. Everyone just assumed I was healing. You know, it's like, hey, you want to come heal this trial? Hey, you want to come heal this vet dungeon? Hey, we're doing White Gold Tower. You want to heal it? Like, just people in other guilds I'm part of who I've never really spoken to, so they don't really know. They're just like, oh, we need a healer. Let's just go message every Templar in the guild, you know? Um, So that, I can see why they changed it, because they didn't, it was such a powerful um, ability that they wanted to change it to probably bring other classes a little bit more on par. They want they want every they want every class to be able to do everything, but certain classes can do things just you know a little better because it's kind of what they're designed around. You know, it's like the best tanks in the game are Dragonites, and the best healers are Templars, and that's kind of the way it should be. But they should all be able to do it regardless. I play DPS. I don't even care. Mm -hmm. Well, deep, the um, Dragon Knights, which is what I care mostly about. Um, pretty much everything in the patch notes for a Dragon Knight was increase. Um, so, you know, Burning Embers increases the heal. We've got um, just extended range, and it's been pretty good, because I think Dragon Knights have been a little bit under... Yeah, neglected. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. How did the, the, the whip change go? I know they changed it from fire to poison damage. Yeah, I actually don't use that one, so I haven't personally... Uh, I think some people are pretty annoyed by it, and some people are really excited by it. Um, for me, it's ineffective. I think if you... It would have been more uh, annoying back in the day when Cyrodiil was full of vampires because of their uh, flame... Uh, what's the word? Uh, vulnerability. Right. That, uh, you know, that was always quite a good one back then, but there aren't so many vampires right now in Cyrodiil, so... Right. Not that, that bad. 
Yeah, I, I understand why they changed it because that, if you actually look through the constellation tree, here's another thing. If you're looking at the champion point system, reread your points uh, because they changed some of the passives completely. And um, like specifically the way I'm thinking is in the steed tree, I think it is. I think it's the steed or it's the lady. I don't know. It's under the Lord. Um, the one that gives you the resistances, they've changed it before it was like magic damage, a bunch of other stuff. Now it's specifically like says physical poison and, and something else. Like they've changed the wording and what they affect. And I know poison now actually counts under the physical line. It's not, it's not, um, considered magic damage or its own class anymore. It actually gets perks from the mighty tree and i know that's one of the reasons why they wanted to change it because there was a stamina morph for it and people were like you know like they they were, they were splitting their points to as a dragon knight um in order to get the magic bonuses because it was fire damage so if you wanted to up the damage you had to have a, a thermitage but you can't that doesn't affect anything else for stamina so you needed mighty so dragon knights were split in between but i know a lot of people were complaining because that also meant that the passive uh one of the one of the dragonite passives that increases burning damage no longer affected that ability um because it does poison now not burning so i know that was a big change oh i just sold uh akaviri axe motif for eighty thousand gold thank you very much whoever that was Ooh. and speaking of i i have to bring this in because i said it post or pre-show uh i got called out in guild uh, last week after episode I can't was episode 98 the housing episode or 99 whatever the housing episode was um, various people in guild were very quick to point out that I have grossly uh, underestimated or overestimated the the wealth in the Tamrielic um, society apparently I'm the one percent not a millionaire <laughs> occupy <jealous>. Tamriel yeah <laughs> that's um so occupy tamriel. occupy tamriel at the moment yeah because apparently quite a few people during one of our guild events was like what are you talking about the average person has a million gold in game because most people i was talking to had sub hundred thousand uh, in in our guild i mean it was a fairly large sample size too i mean it's not across the board but pretty much everyone in my guild so maybe i'm just you know the lord of the manor at this point but uh, yeah, it's a hundred thousand's not too much. Yeah, I was gonna say, so, sorry, sorry, Guild, but come on. I know I spent Never half a million on agility stuff the other week, so like when I'm thinking a hundred, a hundred thousand, I'm like, well, that's barely anything. Um, like questing through one zone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sell your sell your whites and greens, break down your blues, sell and sell it on a guild store. Uh, you'll make money. Um, so, I mean, that is just, I thought it was funny that you mentioned that because I was, I was called out saying that, uh, I, I grossly overestimated the wealth of the individual Tamrielic citizen, apparently, so. Yeah, man, you need to come down to the slums someday, just have a look. Do you even know how much, like, rice costs and, uh, Sorrel grapes or cereal grapes, whatever they're called? I don't know, I send my, uh, Khajiiti slaves to go pick it up, so I don't know. Hey, I don't, I don't exactly. care. Exactly. <laughs> while, while, I send my Argonians. Yeah, while, while, while they carry me around on a litter, I don't know, the, the, the teeming masses can go do whatever they want. Yeah. I'll toss them a coin every once in a while, you know, for your patronage. There you are. 
Alright. Okay, snob. <laughs> I'm a Nord, thank you, but yes. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of fits, because all of Cyrodiil has that Romanesque feel to it, so I was kind of playing off of that, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm the worst of that. Alright, speaking of a few things that we're going to talk about here with Thieves Guild. They released an article last week called Thieves Guild Deep Dive Cyrodelic Improvements. And a couple of things that we're going to talk about is they added a new merchant, um, which is a Khajiit, so I'm not even going to mention her name, but she's the Golden. Um, obviously, Avi was asking if I could take screenshots for him because he wanted to see what she looks like. Yeah, in <laughs> good graphics. In good graphics. <laughs> yeah, so they, they introduced a new merchant uh, that is selling rare items. Um, and they will appear in Cyrodiil for two days over the weekend, so they show up, like, Friday night, and they leave on Monday morning. And I actually wanted to mention what they're selling right now, um, but if you're not watching live, you're gonna have a hard time even, you know, keeping up. Um, because by the time this podcast goes live, she'll be gone, but right now she's selling, uh, the Nirnith helm from the Crypt of Hearts. Is what mm -hmm. she's selling, and it has infused. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Infused right now. And she's selling for how much? Um, it's like a it? hundred thousand gold, ninety nine, oh, whatever. I should pick that up. It, it's it's can VR six. Can you get it in medium, light, and heavy? Or yep, it, it has all right? three, all three of them. Wow. They're also selling some of the other sets as well. Um, there's two other sets. I think there's a Marksman set, and there's one other that I can't remember what it is at the moment. And they all have Divines on it. So it's it's kind of like best trait you can get. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, KDR Mickey says, Mead-induced dissolution ag on a litter carried by slave Khajiiti. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> I just assumed everyone's rich. Here, take a drink. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, I will mention it each week. I'll make a note to actually mention it. But if you're not watching live, um, you're probably going to miss it. Because by the time I get the episode out, I'll try to get it out in the evening. But again, by, by the time you listen to the show, it's probably going to be over. Because uh, we do record on Sundays, and Sunday is the last day. But, yeah, if you haven't got a chance, the Nirnith Helm, or whatever it is, as my cat just knocks over things, um, is on sale right now. Not on sale, but she's selling it. All three versions with Infused. Uh, so, yeah. This one this one Khajiit travels across all of Cerebell and sells people helmets. This one Khajiit. One Khajiit. How, how, how does she do it? Uh, I don't know. Magic. Daedric portals. She's like, she's yeah. crazy. So I guess know. she uses way shrines. Maybe. Uh -huh. <laughs> she teleports to uh, the different generals. You know, that she's on the friends list and just teleport to player. Oh. Yeah, but you'll find her in one of the camps. I found her in the southern Marwin camp. Um, that's where I found her. But um, yeah. So she's there now. Let me continue to look through my Thieves Guild stuff. Uh, they reintroduced forward camps. The difference with Woo! these forward camps is you may only respawn at a forward camp if you're within the radius when you die, which is a good change. Uh, when you choose to respawn at a forward camp, there will be a two-minute timer preventing you from respawning at any other forward camp again until the timer expires. 
And forward camps degrade faster than regular siege weapons, so use them wisely. Yeah, um, I, I heartily erect the spine of gratitude for this change because this makes a big difference, a really big difference. Like, for the enemy, which makes them more challenging, but also for anyone who is sort of inside a keep that's had the wall rebuilt by the enemy outside the keep, for anyone who knows what that means, this makes a huge strategic difference. So I'm very, very excited about this. Well, that's good. Seems right. like a good change. It seems like a good change. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to how they were before the how they were before, because I know there was a lot of uproar about the old, the old way forward camps used to be. That's because mm. people used them to to death port. Like you know, you'd yeah. port all the way across the map. You'd be on the southern side of Cyrodiil, and someone's like, "Oh, let's attack one of the northern keep." Someone will send a spy up there. They'll drop, and all of a sudden, an entire raid group ports all the way yeah. across Cyrodiil. Yeah, it's much more balanced, I think, now. I mean, I never actually used the original ones, but from understanding how they worked and how the game is currently being played, it definitely seems like a better a better system, so I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of this. This is good. Nice. Uh, final change for Thieves Guild. Um, Azure Star is now the non-veteran, and all non-veteran campaigns are non-champion point. Mm. Azure Star was my guild's my guild's home so this is disappointing i actually uh, made my home on azure star because i like the non-champion point that's because you yeah. don't have a lot of champion points this is true <laughs> <laughs> so i wreck face over there <laughs> yeah it's i mean one of the guys in my guild um was saying that the benefit this has to guilds is that it means that players can play in veteran uh uh campaigns but are, uh, they they can more easily switch between roles because they're not limited by where they put their champion points in so if you're if you end up sure. in a in a, in a mm -hmm. 24 man raid where 20 of you are dps and or tank and you really need healers it's more easy for one of those characters with maybe maybe a tank to switch to being a healer um and you know or, or easy for a you know a, an armored tank to switch to being a a DPS or something like that, which like I get and it makes sense, but it to me it feels like it undermines the whole need to have champion points. You know, I've built my character around being able to do very high damage with like an eighty percent crit rating, um, which means that I'm squishy. But when I go in, I can just annihilate people. But I need support. Um, it kind of just like dulls everyone down to a general average. That personally, I prefer the alternative to, but. Hey, it's about choice, right? Right. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I like that. I mean, I really do. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, they already did this, but in the beginning of the week, they pretty much said, "Do not assign yourself to any of these five campaigns." That was uh, Solaris, Cashmere, uh, Oriole's Bow, Bloodthorn, and Bow of Shadows, because they were being removed. I, I remember them that they were released when the game first came out. Oh, by the way, here's a second Khajiit. He just showed up. Hello. 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 Yes. He's out of our dominion, so he's trying to sabotage me right now. Sabotage. Look out. There he is. He's just looking <laughs> up at you, Karen. Strangling ah. quickly before he breathes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, he scratched me. He'll do that. Yeah, poison claws. What's yeah. going on here? Uh, he crit me at least, because that's the 
with the guy. Yeah, um, it's still like a million gold as well when you buy that Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and you know what was really funny? I just realized this while we were, we were talking about it. Like this entire show, I've been eating strawberries. So I'm just sitting here going, oh my goodness, now it's even worse. I'm like daintily eating fruit while everyone else is talking. Like, mm, yeah, it's this is awful. <laughs> Uh, way, way, way to, way to strengthen the stereotype there, Ag. Good job. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, we have a few more pieces of news here concerning Thieves Guild. I don't have it on the show notes for you guys. I'm sorry. I just saw it this morning. Yeah, uh, thanks. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> okay. They they released a hot fix after the patch to fix a lot of the frames per second issues that were happening. Um, they pushed out the hotfix to address some of the poor frame rate issues you may have when you run uh, run into since Thieves Guild was released. This will improve uh, the FPS on both 32-bit and 64-bit clients. So there was a small patch, um, and I'm I'm not really had any real issues other than the 64-bit client with the textures. There's oh like, my god! Yeah, that's yeah, everything's pink. Everything is pink. Everything is pink. Wow, my, my Khajiit just muted my mic. See, she just wants me to shut up. Don't you? Don't you? I'm just going to strangle you. That's right. I'm going to strangle this cat. He just sits there and like, lets me strangle him. <laughs> he's into he's into that. Aren't you? Aren't you? <sighs> Get a tavern. Um, <laughs> it's a boy cat. <laughs> we know what he does with his slaves now. <laughs> Yeah. No wonder you've got a million gold. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I really want to make a John Donald Trump joke right now, but Wow. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> what uh, you get? <laughs> man, with my heat, he's so cute. Mm. Alright. Uh, let's see what else we got in here. Oh yes. Um one last thing that they Zoss has admitted that the drop rate is of almost half of the new outlaw motif chapters is bugged uh and they will fix it but they're waiting till after the weekend so they'll probably do it during the monday maintenance so if you've been out trying to farm the new outlaw motif from the champion uh bosses out there um the it's a the rates bug so i don't know if you're getting too many or you're not getting enough they didn't really say um, I think I may have found that already. What are you doing, Khajiit? I'm doing a show. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to find where it says if it's been broken or not. Like I haven't been doing it, so I I don't know if it feels like it's not enough or if it's too much. Um, but from what I've been gathering, uh, I was talking to um. A rage philosophy from Elder Scrolls off the record, and they said that they were doing a guild event. Seriously? During the show. <sighs> Just knocking stuff off my desk. I have too many Khajiit. There's one behind me, there's one right here. Yes. Um, and I, I can't find out if it's too little or too few, but from what most people are saying, is one. I know one is bugged where it's not dropping like at all. Uh, but it's just one page, apparently. I don't know about the others. Mm hmm. But that that has also been a, a known issue. Well, let me tell you, there's something else just while we're talking about drop rates. Um, on a related note, if you are a crafter and you want high-end mats, then you need to get this DLC soon because 
the crafting nodes, uh, the uh, the nodes for rubidite and everything else, and um, runes, they are everywhere. I mean, absolutely everywhere. Like, I, I would, just before we started recording the show, I was saying, in my view right now, I can see an aspect rune, well, like two aspect runes, ruby ash, a columbine, and rubidite. I mean, it's just everywhere. How many have I got so far, just since we've been recording this? Let me have a look. I've got 115 Rubidite ores, 92 rough Ruby Ash, and 55 Ancestor Silk, and 52 Rubido Hide Scraps from enemies. So, and that's in, how long have we been recording? Uh, about 20, or 30 minutes. 20 minutes. That includes the time we were on Skype for about 20 minutes before that, so maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. I'll let you know how many I've got by the time we end recording, but it's pretty good that's probably pretty why I, I noticed the price on rubidite ore dropped almost 60 gold per is down to like 40 something on the u.s mega server and it's probably why i almost guarantee that is why because it is it's great and it's brilliant so i mean if you get it if you're getting those for money obviously that's a problem for you um but if you've got all the um the passive lines in crafting and you're able to get a higher chance of high-end like um what do they call them uh, tempers and, and all that sort of things from refining the raw material. This is great because you'll just get so many that you've got a really high chance of getting like some good um, high-end resins and all that kind of stuff out of this, which you can then still sell for a lot of money. So it's yeah. pretty good. Uh, KDR Mickey came to the rescue here and he uh, let me know the large group from Shark's Tooth Grotto is not dropping. So legs, staves, and a few other pieces are currently not available. That is That is what's uh the issue is right now um so yeah so thank you uh kdr mickey for that because i wasn't sure i just knew there were some issues with it um yeah as i'm trying to frantically text my mum sorry everyone <laughs> that's all right I'll, I'll cover for you all right i've just found another 12 uh rubidite ingot uh, rubidite ores just since we were talking about it just then. Nice. So I'll, I'll read out my numbers at the end of the show. Remind me. This All, is right. What ancestor silk. All right. All right. I, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> handy dandy notebook. Yeah. Sorry about that. My mom was texting me because uh, my little milk drinker, for those who didn't know, on Thursday I didn't do any guild events, and Friday I didn't show up because um, my my little one it was very sick, had a really high fever. So she was just like, is he okay? So I'm like uh, man, frantically messaging um he's doing better now he's still got his little skin condition from one of the one of the things that we're hoping that gets taken care of pretty soon but eh, he's a happy boy all right a little bit more news um let's see here if you didn't realize this and unfortunately this is another thing that if you are not listening live and you're listening to the podcast i believe this goes away mon no i think it's yeah monday I don't know what time Monday, but the 14th, there is a 40% off crown store packs and ESO is 50% off right now. So if you've been saving up, uh, it's a good time to buy stuff. I bought like three packs of crowns because mm. I mean, if you think about it, fifth, at least in the U S I'm going to give us denominations. You'll have to do your conversions. You know, sorry, Nate. Um, <laughs> no, I've, I've looked them up. Yeah, I, them up and I bought some. Nice, nice. Um, originally, fifty five hundred crowns was thirty nine nine nine, forty bucks, uh, for five thousand five hundred crowns. Well, right now it's like twenty three ninety nine for that much. So 
for essentially $5 more, you get double the amount of what you would before. So it's like, oh, my goodness. So I stocked up. Um, yeah, it's the same in the UK as well. 5,500 crowns is normally £21.49, and currently there are £14. So a good a good saving. I, I bought um I bought fifty five hundred just just because. Well, yeah, I mean that will get you for any new crown store items for a while, and it's a cheaper price. So, yeah. all right, I'm buying them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, talk me talk me into it. I mean it it's a good deal. It's forty percent off. So it's about to end. So I gotta get this. Yeah, if if you're interested in buying any. Right now would be the time to do it because it's 40% off. And if you have a friend who's interested in ESO, now might be a good time to pick it up as well because it's half off. So, I mean, technically yeah. speaking, half off. Make them buy ESO at full price. They'll have enough crowns to buy, like, at least two of the DLCs, I think it is. You know what I mean? 5,500 crowns, they could buy Rothgar and Thieves Guild um, to add to their thing right now for what they would normally pay for ESO. So, it, it, it's a good time right now. The reason I wanted to buy some is, I mean, I, I was spending them every now and again on Sigic Ambrose and uh, the, the crown experience potion scroll things, um, right. but then decided to just do it in-game instead and brew the Sigic Ambrosia, uh, which is actually, once you get into doing that, it actually makes a lot more sense to do it, um, as long as you've got the skill line to do that. Um, but for me, it's once they come to housing... Mm-hmm. You know there's going to be a ton of stuff in the, that crown store for housing, and man, am I going to make sure I've got some discounted crowns ready to drop for that, because... It's like the Black Friday sale. I did the same thing when they offered yeah, the Black exactly. Friday sale. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I bought myself one. I bought Thais, like, two packs, because essentially, for the Black Friday sale, I bought three packs for the price of like one and a half and i'm like well yeah okay oh it's such a dream boat that's so romantic buying crowns for each other that's lovely. <laughs> well when we get to play together it's that's what we like to do and i know i need to actually buy her some more i'm probably gonna buy another pack for her today uh so that she can get the thieves guild mm. um, I, need my, I need my credit card where are you <laughs> nice okay, nice all right, uh, two little bits of news yet before we move on. Uh, they announced their – we actually did an article called Meet the ESO Million Reasons to Play a Grand Prize Winner. Um, and it, it's pretty neat. It's it's just like a little bio that they did, um, like a little interview um, for the guy who actually won the, the Million Reasons to Play. It's neat. I actually liked it. It was It's just a nice little, little thing. Um, and he took, my mo- he took my money. He took my money. Um, <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, see, here's the problem, though. He's playing a Dark Elf Dragon Knight. I got two of those. Yeah. I don't play them at all, but I got two of those. Well, anyway, there we go, guys. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It is what it is. But uh, congratulations to the winner. If you're interested in reading the article, it's on the official online or Elstro's online page. It's a neat little read. It's just like a little bio on the guy. If you're really interested, you can check it out. Um, yeah. So it's nice to put a face to the you know the winner, um, and and go from there. Our final bit of news is they released this last week. It was a creating ESO Mall of Lorcage, and I love these things because they were one of my favorite parts of the game. Um, when you know 
when they when the game was not out yet. I loved reading these. Uh, but before we do that, I think we have a little video to play. Yes, there it is. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that now. So that was the little intro video for the Mall of Lorcage. It's actually really neat looking. Like visually wise, they did a fantastic job with it. Um, and I know in this article they go back and forth talking a little bit about how they, um, with the past year or so that the game's been out, um, that they have a lot of player feedback and things that they changed, such as adding the normal and veteran modes for Mall of Lorcage, similar to Maelstrom Arena and Veteran uh, Dragon Star Dragon Star Arena. Uh, which is very very cool um and if you've not had a chance to play it on the pts or live it is fairly difficult and it's it's really neat uh nate i think you and i we have some homework to do yeah man we've got some big homework to do i'm i'm thinking like i would love to do like a lore expose on the mall of lorcage so i think i'm gonna have to hop in there and start just going nuts about the lore for this thing Mm -hmm. so yeah we need to work on that because i'm reading through it right now and there's some really neat lore and i love khajiit lore because it's just fantastic um so for people who watch the show and like lore stay tuned because i think this is something that we're definitely going to have to do is look at the lore of this thing from a from a little bit more of a deep deep uh understanding of it i just have to get in game and see if there's any books and stuff available for me to comb through so, Nate, that's what we're working on. That's our homework. All right, you got it. <laughs> All right, so if if you haven't got a chance, you can read out the whole thing, get to see some concept art for the Mall of Lorcage um, in the latest creating ESO. And in case you're curious, Lorcage is the name of Lorcon in, in the Khajiit Pantheon. So, you know, he's a little trickster cub. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, that's the end of the news. So we're going to go ahead and roll right into our tales section of what we did this week. Um, I'm going uh, – Setsu, I, I, did you get any playtime in this week at all or no? No, not for um, Elder Scrolls, sadly. It's been kind of uh, on the division way too much. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. It just came out, so I've been on it for like about five, six hours a day, maybe more. Gotcha. All right. Well, then we'll we'll skip you. I'll, I'll go next because I didn't have as much time um, as as uh, I would have liked. Um, pretty much the only real game time, other than when I log in and do my crafting dailies every day, uh, was I got the ability to run on our pledge night on Tuesday, and 
thanks sweet not yet born baby talos i love cross faction it's fantastic um we normally struggled before to get we we'd have enough for a group and then there were some people we'd have to run a couple times because we never really had enough people uh to fill all the roles we were either short on healers we had 16 people show up and we ran four full groups with a couple groups showing up late to the event and we ran more groups again so I think we were looking somewhere like 21, 22 people showed up for our, our pledge night, which was fantastic. And I actually think we had an overabundance of healers. We actually had to make a couple healers go DPS. So that was an interesting uh, it, it thing that we had to go through. Um, I'm trying to remember, what were all the dungeons? One of them was uh, Crucible, and the other one was... I'm having a hard time remembering myself. I even have it on my notes. It's like, we ran, question mark. We ran. I know it was Crucible, and I... That was the non-vet, right? That was the non-vet, and I think it was uh, Elden Hollow, I think. No, I don't think so. It wasn't Elden Hollow. I'm trying to remember what the final boss was. Oh, no, I remember what it was. Crypt of Hearts. Crypt of Hearts. Because I remember, because you know why? Because I got... We did it on VR1, because our tank was only VR1, which was fine. But we killed the boss, the helm dropped for me, and it had oh, divines. <laughs> and I was so excited. I'm like, oh, I got a divine's helm. And then I didn't even think about the level scaling until uh, Ray was like, ah, it's a shame it's VR1. I was like, son of a. <laughs> that was too classic. Perfect trait. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. VR1, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty much my game time for this week. I didn't get to do my... Um, my Thursday night event, uh, as I posted on Twitter and some other people knew, uh, my son was very, very ill. Uh, he had a very high fever. So I, for Thursday and Friday, I wasn't on the game at all because I was taking care of the little man. Uh, so, um, unfortunate in both regards because not that playing is obviously a lot less important. Um, but the fact he was sick was not a good reason to not, you know, was a very bad reason at all for not not playing if if i if i had a choice for not playing it would hopefully not be that so that was that was unfortunate right. but his fever broke so he's back down to his milk drinkery self and i actually heard him upstairs you know practicing his thum i specifically said to him yesterday because he was doing his little happy screams going listen you use your inside voice we only use thums when we're outside are to kill dragons that's it i had to sit him down and have that conversation the the the, the killing dragons talk <laughs> yeah had to do that with my son <laughs> it's, a it's a good talk to have while they're young you can never have that conversation through enough no <laughs> uh so yeah that's that was pretty much my week um I didn't have a whole lot other, other than I did try to – I got all my characters now that are at least veteran rank 1 up to Rothgar so they can turn in the uh, the crafting daily for cooking because I have max cooking on all my characters because it's so easy to actually do. Uh, so they turn that in every day. You know, making right. some money, selling stuff on guild stores. You know, I'm – as of right now because I did buy – I was a little over a million. I'm down to like 950000 because I had to buy, uh, you're, you're, buy you're some stuff. You're broke right now. Yeah, I know, right? Yes. So that was my game time. Uh, Avi, what about you? I got a jackal. A jackal? I got a jackal. Jackal? jackal? 
It's a jackal. The jackal. Jackal. Yeah, I got a jackal, and I got the uh, what was the the pet you told me to buy? The dog. Oh, the Mark Garth bear dog. Yeah. Bear dog. Yeah, I picked that up too. He's a really cool looking companion. I recommend everybody to pick him up. Totally worth the I think seven hundred crown that he is. So he's one of my favorite pets. He always follows me around. Yeah. I have him and the Jackal now. They're like my two guys. And the Netch. The Baby Netch is always going to be my favorite companion. But... <gasps> I just remembered one more thing I did. I'm going to interrupt you just briefly. I uh, I turned all my female characters into slutty little matrons. I put on the different oh. outfits because I bought like all the costumes for them. So... Like one of them's wearing the the low collar dress, you know, the one that comes up like this. My my uh, my Altmer that looks like my wife, and the reason why I put him in that dress is because she bought that dress on the Crown Store for her character. So the Altmer that looks like her now wears that same little low cut dress, and uh, my Dunmer has one of the um, like the Song of the Night ensemble on, and uh, my Breton has like the high collar Breton outfit on. So they're all scantily clad. Well, that was that was that's a good interruption right there. Yeah, I just I figured I'd let know you know. <laughs> they're they're just my banking alts, but right now they're all every time I log in they're wearing dresses and things like that. So they're they're very attractive. So it makes the banking time go quicker. Definitely. Something to look at. All right. So uh yeah, and just like you I also did do, I did the pledge night too. It was finally good to go out and be able to have a day off to do an event. And yeah, like you said, it was a huge turnout. We had four groups. I got the heal, and luckily I didn't have to DPS. I got the heal for my first time without Breath of Life being my number one O-Ship button. Even though it does, it still works as a very good O-Ship button to heal your tank. So, you know, if your tank starts getting low, you know, just smack that Breath of Life. It'll take it up. So... It was, it was a really good time. It was nice just hanging out with everybody. We had... Ray, Ray and Bagheera from uh, yeah, Dancing with Daggers. We had. I was drunk that night too because I was drinking. I mead. was, I was, I was very, I was pretty damn drunk that night too. <laughs> me and me and the Jellos were both pretty drunk. I think they were like, "Well, let's all run more dungeons," and I was like, "You know what, guys? The screen is like moving on me. I gotta get off. I gotta get off of this thing before I start getting sick from looking at all the the motion moving." But. It, it was a good time. I I took full advantage of that day off with everybody, and uh, I got Tuesday off this week too. So Woo, more pledges. I'm doing it again. Yeah, uh, you're off Wednesday, right? Too. I'm off Wednesday too. Good, because yes. it's drinking and fishing with Agnite. Oh, I, it's gonna be good times. So guild event on Wednesday nights now. Tuesdays we have guild pledges, which are now cross faction. Uh, so every event is cross faction with the exception of my fishing and cooking one it's ep uh but you really only need like a level one character we'll get you fishing and, you need fishing to go. and cooking fishing and drinking sorry I'm like, wow are we, gonna, are we gonna be maybe later now. i don't know i don't know when i drink i get hungry so who knows <laughs> yeah the other night um so yeah uh wednesdays we're doing fishing and 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 drinking so if it's actually just gonna be a time for us to hop into team speak together um have a beer in hand or whatever you're drinking we're gonna go out and fishing for achievements and maybe even make some money by getting uh perfect row to make sigic ambrosias um which is something i will do for you if you do not have the sigic ambrosia if you get perfect row i have the crafting trait that's one of the reasons why i'm doing it to help people either level or make money 
um, your choice. I have the crafting trait, called, so when you get one perfect row, I'll make you four of the Sigic Ambrosias, and then you can either use or sell them. So, um, I know when more people fish together in groups, it's actually higher chance of getting rare items and things like that, so that's kind of the, the purpose behind it, is to just socialize with people in the guild and maybe get money. So even if you don't have the Sigic Ambrosia, I do, so I will make you the, the Ambrosias just because I can. I, I and if you're on the, I, go ahead, Nate. If you're on the EU mega server and you also want somebody to do that, then message me in game and tell them that you listen to the podcast and I will also make you Sigic Ambrosias for no fee. As long as you send the perfect row, I can also do that. Yeah. And I'm in game at Langson 101, by the way. L A N X O N 101. You can find that on Twitter and on the blog and stuff. Yep. Yep. So yeah. there we go. Gonna be a good time. Yeah, so that's. Yeah, I, I still have those two perfect rows from the last time we went fishing on the previous episode. When you I you them never live. sent them to me. <laughs> I know. I haven't. I don't think I've even really played that character much since. Ah, well, I can so. make you perfect row, so you can use them to get champion points, or you know, whatever the case may be. It sounds good to me. We'll we'll do that. Yeah. I also did uh, some thieves guild. Ooh. But the graphics, you know, my graphics, like I've always talked about on this show, are pretty bad. So it's kind of been throwing me off. Like, I know I have, the, I know I have the new computer in my near future. So I'm kind of hesitant from doing, actually going through with the full D skill. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But I, I played it, uh, I played it a decent amount. You know, I really like uh, Quinn, the, the female that you meet right in the beginning of the. Right in the beginning of the quest line, you meet her, and she takes she pretty much takes you to Abba's Landing if you don't fast travel there yourself, which you should not do. You should do the full thing because it takes you to a really cool. I talked about it before the Frostback, whatever Frostback something, and it's like a little mini part of Skyrim. It's kind of like a tutorial for the Thieves Guild where they introduce you to the trespassing and all 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 that fun stuff. And then I also got the Thieves Guild. Uh, question where's where like where is the quest because i was actually just thought about that i'm like i should really go, go pick that up just go to a thieves a thieves den oh the outlaw refuge okay yeah the outlaw refuge and you'll see quinn and then she'll tell you to meet her in east march on the docks gotcha okay. and that will take you that will take you to a little like tutorial zone so and it's it's really it's really fun she's no, a really I... interesting character she's like a ninja she runs up and jumps on walls it's like it's, there's so many effects that you're like, whoa, I've never seen something like that happen in this game before. So it, it's really interesting. I don't want to I don't want to talk too much spoilers or anything, but, you know, I got the costume, too. The costume's awesome. It kind of looks like a crafty Larissa's costume, just mm-hmm. with a lot more detail. So I really like it. It's the perfect thieves. I know I, I've been really critical, at least when the game first came out, of their armor design. And I, I still think they could up it. But they've done a lot better in the most recent renditions of armor than they did on the le- release stuff. So, like yeah. I said, the Crafty Larissa was kind of like, eh, it's just Dunmer medium. Um, but with these newer costumes, and not just the costumes, but the armor sets and motifs that are coming out, they've they've upped their game using the engine that they have. So, uh, it, it's it's a lot nicer. So, um yeah, it's, uh, it, it's really nice. I like it. I have her wearing it right now. She has that, and she has her jackal. Jackal. And she, she's she's living a good life, you know? I think you just came up with the title for this show. It's jackal. a jackal. It's a jackal. 
Jackal. Yeah. Write that down. I love Quen. I have to say, she's, she's um, great. She's a great character. She's a high elf, which is a shame, but she's very cool. She's got a great outfit. I love it. She's got these like three belts that sort of go across her chest, and uh, it's kind of like I think it's probably like medium armor sort of thing. It's all red and brown. It's great. Although her name's short for Queneth, I think. I don't think her name is actually Quen. I think they it's called Quen. You only ever hear her called Quen in the game, but I looked into her background, and her name's actually Queneth. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, my my gra my graphics are so bad. I thought she was a wood elf. Oh. No. Not, not even not even gonna lie. But now you know she is tall. Yeah. So I guess mm -hmm. that that does that does make sense. Yeah. She's she's an awesome character, even for a high elf. You know, she doesn't act like one. No, she's so. good. She's quite she's quite emotional. She's got a good backstory. Um. Yeah. I, I've. I mean, I'll come to her in my tales, but it's nice. uh, she's good. And. Yeah. And Avi, like, I don't know if you've seen the show afterwards, but in the center box, I always have uh, these high-quality screenshots that were taken um, in the game. Uh, I can't wait for you to get your new PC so you can actually experience, like, what these screenshots... Because screenshots are great when you look at them, but being there in-game and seeing the sh subtle shifts in light is just amazing. My I'm purchasing my graphics card today, so nice. either today or, today or tomorrow. So that will be my very first piece. Nice, nice. And and then, then it will go from there. And it will be it will be beautiful. And then, is... I'll have, then I'll have you and Nate jump on a call with me and help me build it so mm -hmm. it doesn't blow up. Oh, you'll yep. be fine. We'll get it. <laughs> we'll get it together for you. Definitely. But ESO, I honestly think, is one of the best looking MMOs out there. Period. Like I know some of the some of the newer, uh, the Korean ones like the the fake with some nice graphics. I know like Black Desert's pretty nice, but ESO is just absolutely gorgeous. Like if you put it up to to max and seeing everything, it is fantastic. So it is. I bought um I bought my rig specifically to to play Elder Scrolls Online. So mm -hmm. I bought uh I've got like a thirty five inch. It's like a ultra wide curved uh, monitor and two Nvidia GTX nine eighties in SLI, just so I can just ramp everything full on to max and just experience it. And it's pretty much the only thing I use this machine for. And it is just, it is just glorious. Like when you can turn up those graphics, you're in for a treat. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for you. It's going to change your life. Oh yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited. I mean, I play, uh, I play on the PS4 too, and PS4 has pretty good graphics when it comes to ESO. Yeah. And, but I most, I mostly just do that for. I play it like Skyrim, so yeah, it's going to be a lot different when I finally get on and I finally get to see like the dungeons. But there are even like... graphics mods, if you will, through SweetFX. If it's something you're interested in, I know we do a tutorial on DungeonCrawlNetwork.com showing people how to install SweetFX if you've not done it or you're not tech savvy, and you can really tweak the settings. It's just a, a graphics injector, so it's it's fine to use. It doesn't actually do anything with the game. We've actually even asked the community team, like, is this okay? And they're like, oh yeah, it doesn't do anything. It's just, it only affects your side. Um, I haven't tried this. What is this magic you speak of? It, SweetFX is actually a graphics enhancer, like it's a in injector, similar to what um, some of the built-in cards have. Like, I know uh, NVIDIA has their own little um, program that essentially does similar things where you can actually change the lighting settings in games and graphic settings to fit what you like. There's a bunch of different shades. Let me see if I can find a link for you. I've got that in my NVIDIA uh, settings because, yeah, I've got it optimized through NVIDIA rather than through the in-game control panel. But this sweet effects thing sounds... Ooh, Rekita, thank you very much. I think I'll be having you. 
I'm, try um, I'm trying to find one for uh, for ESO that's on here because there's a whole bunch of different games and people have done presets. If you're really good with settings on your own, you can make your own preset. Um, uh, where is that? Yeah. Should I quit out of the game and try this now while we're podcasting? Uh, if you want to. Or does to? it take time? It I does take a little bit of time. It's it's not something that's really quick, but uh, reshade.me slash sweet effects. I'm trying to find if there's anything neat. Um, reshade.me. Okay, I'm going to find this. This is this is a, a sidetrack, but this is a very interesting one. It, well, it's just interesting because with the PC, you can do some of this stuff. Um and I'm trying to find a, some comparison. Like if you, ah, here's a perfect comparison, which is actually from Dungeon Crawler Network. What do you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, they showed a, a, a video here. I'm actually gonna post it into chat for people to actually see, because they showed a comparison of when you do these different things. Um, and I'm actually gonna post it here real quick for you, Nate. Huh. in chat there you go it's just uh the picture showing the difference of what sweet effects can do like it can really crisp some things up and you'll see the difference like sweet effects off sweet effects on wow, and yeah. showing you what it can do wow that is lovely isn't it a lot of what it does is removes the fog of war within this within here for um to add, that adds that haze so it sharpens up a bunch of stuff so you can actually do this with ESO and you can make it look fantastic I've seen people do this I've, I've run it on mine I'm going to do it right now <laughs> so for anyone's interested we do actually have a video I know Krabby is working on another one because there is an updated version for DirectX 11 um, oh really? yeah yeah um, this one will work, but there's more presets you can do when it fully utilizes uh, DirectX 11. Should I get that one? If you can, that, yeah, but you may have is to. Is that out? It, it is out, but one of the preset sites is broken. But if you're good at doing it by yourself, um, I would I would stick with the uh, the 9.1 if you don't know how to do it yourself. But like, there's like lots of settings and sliders and stuff so you can adjust... Um, the presets are things people made going, these are the best presets that I found and this is what I want my game to look like. So here's a preset and it does it all for you. If you're not tech savvy or know what the bars do, sometimes it might be better to do that. Well, I'm really arrogant. I'm sure I can work it out. I'm I figured you'd be fine. fine. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be I'm fine. Do it now. All right. But it's, it's, it's pretty sick. Now, one thing to take note of is you can't launch the game from the launcher. You have to launch it from the EXE. That's fine. Yeah. So that's the, I know some people were like, oh, it doesn't work. I hit the key to turn it on. It doesn't work. And people are like, did you launch it from the launcher? <laughs> and that's the main thing. So, um, yeah. So there you go. Something that's interesting that you'll be able to do with your PC if you're interested in Avi when you, yeah, when you get that. I'll should I use the 32-bit XE or the 64? Uh, right now, 32, because remember, the 64 is not really working. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good, is it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you can you can mess around and do some really neat stuff with it. So, something neat, and that's something you can only do with Play or not PlayStation PC is right. customize the graphics to an extent. Because, like I said, it's just an injector. It shows what you're seeing, and it affects uh, um, your settings using your graphics card. So, it's a really neat product. 
So I know we posted on the forums and everyone's like, oh, you can't use that's a third party. And no, you can. Because you can look on the forums. They've even said you can actually use this product because it's it doesn't it's not a third party that does anything to the game. It just should, changes your visuals. Um, it's no different than playing on a monitor that only shows black and white. I don't know why you'd have one, but, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Continue, Avi. Do you have anything else you want to add to that? No, no. That That is, that is my gameplay. Uh, buying a new computer, got a Jackal. Quinn is Jackal. awesome. And Pledge Night was great. Nice. That nice. sums it up. Um, before we get to Nate, I'll just, because he's actively working on sweet effects right now, um, just giving a little shout-out for the Wings of Fate Guild. Um, if you're interested in joining, we actually have quite a few people who came on after episode like 99 or 100 when we started doing all this stuff. Uh, we do have guild events that run almost every night of the week now, with the exception of weekends. We leave those open. Um, Tuesday nights is our pledge night. Uh, that's 8 o'clock Eastern time. We run pledges as a group. I mean, obviously you can run pledges whenever you want, but we do it as a group. We all get in team speak. We pair off groups, and we just have fun. It's a good time. Wednesday is a new event that I'm going to be starting is uh, uh, fishing and drinking. So it's more of a social mixer, if you will, in the game where we'll all hop into team speak. We'll sit down in game. We'll, we'll pick a zone, uh, and we'll just go fishing, maybe get some achievements. If anyone gets perfect row, I will make them sigic ambrosias so that you can either use or sell them uh it will be on the ep side um but to go fishing you really don't need a high level character because if we we're going to pick zones and if we go to a zone that's a veteran rank well then it might be different which the only zone that actually limits you on that is if we decide to fish in uh cold harbor you have to at least be like you know finish the story to get to cold harbor or fishing in craglorn are the only two that actually have restrictions everything else you can get to so and there's plenty of zones in the game um so we'll we'll be going around different zones and fishing and just doing whatever so getting to see the sights and all that fun stuff thursday night is ep uh world event night which is we'll go out and do world bosses either in imperial city rothgar abba's landing or craglorn whatever i decide i feel like doing I often put a poll up. Um, this week will be Imperial City again because I didn't run last week. Uh, but the votes did pull out that Imperial City was what people like to do. And Imperial City is tons of fun. So you need an EP character, but you only need to have Imperial City DLC and uh, be level 10 to get into Cyrodiil. And we brought low levels. It's all good. Uh, and Friday nights uh, is our endgame night. Uh, Cross-faction. We do trials. So come on out. Uh, all those events are 8.30 p.m. Eastern, except for fishing and cooking with ag, or fishing and drinking. I'm not cooking. Uh, that's 9 o'clock Eastern, so p.m. Eastern. So come on out. Have a good time. Nate. Yeah. How was your game time this week? It was good. I played a lot of Thieves Guild, and I love it. I prefer it. Or Cinemem. Or Cinemem, rather. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. Me and my brother were playing. We probably played about 10, 11 hours through the main quest, through the two dungeons. We haven't done more of Lorcage, because um, I, I really need to read up and train up a bit for that, because it's pretty brutal. Um, plus, doing it with two people, obviously, yeah, not going to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's I think it's my, my favorite of the story-based expansions so far. 
Um, the characters are very interesting. There's a great rivalry between two of the main characters uh, throughout the story that is a lot of fun. There's a lot of kind of passive conversations that some of the characters have between them that you can just sort of overhear that feels just very immersive, very good, um, good fun. And uh, yeah, it's great. Plus, I have to say, the, um, the crafting nodes that are just everywhere is it's strangely satisfying. I mean, I'm just picking up tons and tons and tons and tons, uh, which, is, uh, which, is, which is great. Um, I haven't done much Cyrodiil. Normally I play a lot of Cyrodiil, um, but I haven't done much of that since the patch went live, mostly because I've been very busy and also because I've been playing Thieves Guild. But mm -hmm. um, hopefully you get a, and do a bit of that over the coming few days. What else have I done? I'm sure I, there was something I actually else. have a question for you on, on Thieves Guild. Yeah. How do you feel about the passive skill line? Do you feel like do you have a lot of points into it? Or are you doing Thieves Guild without it? Not yet. I haven't done much with it. I've I've bought all I, I've, I've acquired all the ones I can get. What I would say is that you need quite a lot of skill points in order to max it out. Um, two of them I think have four levels you can get, and the rest are either single skills or maybe one of them have a, have a couple. But you need quite a lot of skill points, and you do get quite a few skill points as you go through the main quest. Um, I think probably the most interesting thing about the um, the Thieves Guild skill line is that a lot of it, things like the selling, you know, selling your wares and things like that, that will affect you even if you're not doing like the main quest, you know, getting more gold for the stuff that you're flogging. Um, that's that's pretty neat. Um, and uh, we did one of the heists, which is probably th is the most interesting addition in the in the in the DLC I'd say because it's timed and although it's timed you can reduce the time gets reduced almost to zero if you don't if you get spotted by the enemy and it's really satisfying and there's no map so you can't use a map to find your way around so unlike a lot of the delves where even if they're big you're basically just learning the mechanics and you learn the path and find the fastest route and this sort of thing you you can't do that with these heists they're new areas and they are free of a map so you can't you know you have to memorize your route and discover it yourself um and uh, yeah if you get spotted if you get seen then the timer gets reduced and reduced and reduced and if you get reduced too much then you know you don't get the bonus so there's real there's a real feeling of threat you can't just go in all guns blazing um you know with 500 champion points and you know the best armor in the game and just get the same re rewards you have to be you have to be sneaky which is the the aim of it and I don't know. I, I didn't play on the PTS because I, I just didn't have time to really get into it in any great detail. But um, for me, that's probably the thing I'm most looking forward to spending a bit more time with solo so that I can, you know, really focus on being sneaky. And yeah, it's good fun. So that's I've done some of those as well this week. Very nice. Very nice. Um, somebody is asking. Oh, no, you were asking. In yeah. The chat. yeah. How do you guys feel about the skill line? And no, it's not necessarily necessary for completing the DLC, it, but it does it does benefit you a little bit um, if you uh, if you have some of the perks, like your bounty going down faster. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's quite useful as well. That's that's quite a good one. I assume some of the other perks, such as like medium armor that reduces sneaking and stuff, like it may help. But I know the clairvoyant guys doesn't matter what your sneaking radius is it's just so I, i'm no. kind of curious if if people like who are wearing all heavy armor who don't have those perks who naturally don't have as as good of sneaking 
are they going to be able to compete, or do you think that people need to pretty much run Nightblades? No, you can do it because I'm 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 running Minium Armor, but I, you know, I don't have any. I've never been a fan of Sneaky Sneaky, yeah. to be honest. So I'm not doing anything special. Um, the thing that I find frustrating because it makes the game it makes things a bit too easy is when you're in Sneak, there are two th two different things that happen when you're around guards. One, the guards have got kind of a visible field of view. So as long as you sneak outside of this kind of blue circle on the ground, kind of like, you know, avoid the red circles when you're in a dungeon. Well, avoid the blue circles if you're in sneak. It's, it's exactly the same principle. And it does kind of make it a little easy to know how to avoid the guards. And I find that to be a little frustrating, actually. I'd like that to be disabled. It adds a bit more threat. Um, but the thing that's more annoying, and I kind of wish they changed this, is that the the AI for the guards is so stupid that it's almost it almost breaks the game to me. Because I'll give you an example: you've got a guard chasing after you, you've got a high bounty, you've got um, I found a yellow um, uh, crafting motif imperial. Mm -hmm. It's worth, you know, several tens of thousands. I'd found it in a drawer. I hadn't got time to launder it. I was being chased by by a guard. I was like, panicking. Like, no, <laughs> like this is this isn't just stealing some lockpicks or some materials. This is like, you know, tens of thousands of gold I could get right. for this. So I want I want to keep this. You can jump into these hiding spots, like giant baskets or tubs and all sorts of things all around. And even if a guard is running right behind you, right up to this the hiding spot, and you get in. They'll just go, oh, well, yeah, I noticed where's, he, that. where's he gone? And then they just walk off. And it's like, dude, I'm in this basket. You literally saw me get in. You could probably <laughs> smell the wicker as I leapt into the top. Why did you not just lift open the barrel to see if I was in there? Um, and I, I kind of hope that they just get rid of that or just make the AI smarter. Like, they really should. If they see you, they should be able to find you like the other way of doing it is you know using invisibility potions is great like they're really useful for stealing at the best of times but they're great for escaping guards in uh in the game now because um there's just more to lose i think with some of these guards and uh so i've been brewing a few of those and uh, and, and that's useful to have but just the fact that you can dive into you know in plain view of the guards right. into a little basket it's like come on it's I, I feel what you mean like some other games are like that where if you have if they have line of sight on you you shouldn't be able to do something like that you know like it should either be removed or whatnot you have to be out of line of sight in order for that to work otherwise yeah it makes no sense and the thing like is when you try to no sorry i was gonna say it's kind of like when you try to steal something inside and you try to run out of a door and it just doesn't let you leave the door right and that's how that's how it should be it should just yeah. not be act be active yeah, exactly. And there are ways to work around it. Like, I don't mag mind it so much when it's with potions because it's magic. It's meant to be kind of, it's meant to be weird and kind of, uh, you know, break their ability to catch you. But, you know, when they're standing right next to you and you jump in a basket, I just think, nah, come on. Give us a bit more challenge there. That's a bit right. ridiculous. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's my game time. That's my view so far. That's 12 hours of play. I haven't finished the main quest, but I'm actively looking forward to playing it again later, which is which is good, I think. I know I interrupted you. Like I sent you a message, and you ready to jump on the show? You're like, what? Not even. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm busy playing Thieves Guild. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, shutting up when. Yeah, leave me alone. I'm busy. 
So very nice. I know uh, KBR Mickey said, glad that people have stopped killing NPCs instead of pickpocketing them. Uh, and the heist are great. Uh, now here, uh, for the skill line for Thieves Guild, uh, I think it can be helpful, but not 100% need. So that, that's good to know. Um, and uh, Mitchell, Mitchell fell asleep for 15 minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, Gavin, this is perfect. We'll actually talk to Gavin here in a second because we're going to move on to our next section. Uh, but before we do that, we'll just kind of make this as part of um, uh, the community news. Uh, Gavin asks, I have my first character to VR-16. I'm an Imperial Templar playing a Magicka build. My Magicka regeneration is really low. Any tips to improve it? Um, Gavin, my, my main question for you is... Are you PvP or PvE? Because there, there's a difference with that. Um, I can tell you one thing right off the bat that would really help. It's called Channeling Focus. It's from the Templar line. I believe it's the Restoring Light line. It puts a, um, a circle on the ground that if you stand in it, um, you get spell uh, resistance and it returns Magicka. Um, I know Templars have some issues with magic of return, uh, but that is probably one of the best ways to give you a little bit of sustain. Um, Avi, do you have any tips? Uh, no, I feel this pain. I actually went through the same thing with my Imperial Templar, and I couldn't get my magic where I wanted it in any way, shape, or form, and I leveled a Brett into VR-16. <laughs> but I don't recommend doing that, though. You know, you can make you can make it work with a Templar, but I don't have any... I play a Nord. Come on, I have the worst yeah. racials of anybody, so... <laughs> yeah, you, you, can, you can easily make it work, but it's... I know, I know. Imperial is one of those that makes fantastic anything they use with stamina, but, yeah. And, it, and their health is just... It's yeah, tanks always, and health. Yeah, always, always, really always good. amazing. Yeah, but honestly, if you don't already have it on your bar, uh, consider picking up um, and finding a spot for channeling focus. Uh, that will help. It will definitely help. Um, I wouldn't recommend if you're doing PVE to switch to drinks because while they do increase your regeneration, you're better off with the raw stats and chugging potions. Um, Honestly, your potion should always be on cooldown. You should always be drinking it because it does give you a good bit of regeneration. If you can't afford it, you can get the, the cheap VR15 stuff that you just find for picking up. Just keep a stack of them and just, while you're playing, just chug it. Whenever it's off cooldown, chug it. Um, and that will keep the regeneration buff going for a good long time. Uh, it's like 40 seconds, I think. Uh, and by the time it's off, it's about time to drink another potion. So... Um, uh, now here, what time do you guys go live? We are going live now at 10 a.m. Eastern um, for those who are interested in joining us. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Nate, are you to a point where you could read a book, sir? I can read a book. Because I think I have one posted because it's the return of the readings. Uh, of course, yes. And uh, also, by the way, Sweet Effects crashing my client now, so... We'll come back and fix that at a later date. <laughs> Quite sure what has happened there. So, uh, which book were you reading then? It's in the notes. It is Chival uh, Civility and Etiquette, Wood Orcs. Mm -hmm. It's Wood Orcs. if you if you're in the game, it's it's under the dungeon lore. 
No, I can't get in the game now, so... Fine, okay. So, this is Civility and Etiquette. Is this part of, um... This isn't a series, is it? It, it is. is actually part of the series called yeah. Dungeon Lore, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, here we go. So, this is Civility and Etiquette, Wood Orcs 1, uh, Elden Hollow by Choristeer, a sage sojourner. It is said that the orcs came to be when the Aldmeri god Trinomach was devoured by the Daedric prince Boethia. As the myth goes, Boethia excreted Trinomach's remains, and those Aldmer who followed Trinomach rubbed that excrement on themselves to become orcs. Perhaps it's just a myth, but the imagery is appropriate, repugnant, ridiculous, and a little comical, like the orcs themselves. It's said that after a time, a sect of these people travelled into Valenwood and devoured a tangential culture the Wood Orcs. Rather, they developed a tangential culture, the Wood Orcs. The Orcs in general are difficult for Myr to interact with, but these Wood Orcs are similar in physicality to our Wood Elf cousins, the Bosma. The Wood, Elf, the wood Orcs are blunter and more ill-tempered than the Bosma, but should be handled in much the same way, with patience, guidance, and a careful eye. Without a proper Altmeri hand to lead them, both races have the potential to devolve into self-destructive, orderless savages, that are an inconvenience and danger to all civilized people around them. So how should an Altma deal with a Wood Orc? First, earn her respect. Like her northern Orsinian cousins, the more common Orc variety, a Wood Orc admires physical strength, but she also prizes agility, speed, and geographical knowledge, equating that with tactical knowledge. Display some semblance of competence in these areas and you will earn her begrudging appreciation. Here are a few ways to begin a conversation. As a sign of respect, make sure to introduce yourself or at least establish eye contact first. One, offer to begin an unarmed altercation and force the Wood Orc to submit. They enjoy fisticuffs. Two, if you find yourself walking with a Wood Orc, gain the lead and maintain it. This may lead to a foot trace, win it, and win the Wood Orc's approval. Three, find a large rock, equal to or greater than body size, and hurl it within view. Use a strength spell if you must, but don't let the Wood Orc know. If you think this sounds like impressing your way into a tribe of athletic children, you would not be far wrong. Use the above methods with caution. Predictable as they may be, wood orcs are individuals and require improvisation in dealing with them. And here are a few things an Altmer should not do when interacting with wood orcs. One, flaunt magical abilities. Though the Altmen know that displaying advanced magic shows a lifetime of dedication and mastery of the highest craft, all orcs bear a cultural distrust of magic. In their ignorance, they believe magic's primary function is oppression of their people and often bridle at its use. Two, unless you're intending to ignite a battle, never hide in the trees of a Wood Orc territory. Walk in the open. As our Bosma cousins have learnt, the Wood Orcs do not take kindly to those who stalk their forests. They equate secret movement with malevolence and cowardice. In part two of this collection, I'll deal specific hurdles or detail specific hurdles that may come up in conversation with a Wood Orc, such as religion and Malakath, and the Wood Orc equivalent of Orsinium strongholds. The yeah. end. Ooh. Orcs, big children. I actually love the story, the creation myth of um, the Orcs with Trinomac being uh, eaten and, well, excreted, so to speak, to form the Orcs. Um, it, it's interesting if you play through the or, or Rothgar DLC, the two warring factions between the clan of or the uh, um, the cult of Malakath and the cult of Trinomac. There's a 
interesting little side story between the two of those. So if you have get a chance, you should read through those. Um, let's see here. Yeah. They're good guys. I mean, I'm looking forward to the next one. Fortunately, my game has uh, also allowed me to start ESO up again, so... Yay! I had to delete the DLLs and things, but uh, we'll, come, we'll come by. There's got to be something. There's there, there's a very specific way of having to handle it, and yeah. if you don't do it, I mean, it's just like any injector. It loads. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to figure that out from there. All right. I just noticed that Gavin in uh, chat was talking about getting vigor um, and uh, that it helps with self-healing. Here's a key thing about using vigor. Vigor charges ultimate very nicely. So if you're ever in the presence of any enemy, uh, any um, allies who don't have maximum health and you use vigor nearby them, the healing prompts eight seconds of ultimate charge on your character. So if you are like me and you like using Dragon Leap or Ferocious Leap, it's only 110 ultimate, then Vigor basically keeps that charging pretty damn permanently. Um, it's a great, great skill to have. Yeah, Vigor is pretty nice. And actually, they reduce the amount of points you need to get it now. Like, you, you gain those skill lines much faster. After the patch, I, w I had a full skill line or something that I had to go uh to actually get up to it and by the time the patch happened i have enough for vigor now so like sadly i just don't have any skill points which i gotta get a couple of those um yeah well you'll get a pl plenty of skill points in um in thieves guild yeah yeah although you'll also get more things to spend them on so it's as broad as it's long i still have gold content to go through <laughs> i have you all know, of I, gold I, so did I up until about three weeks ago, and I decided, you know what? I still haven't finished Craglorn because I was waiting for my brother to get mm -hmm. uh, a V16 Ebonheart base character to, to level. I haven't finished Rothgard because I kind of a little bored by it, mostly because orcs bore me um, for the most part. Um, but I'm going to go back and finish all that. And obviously, this was coming out, so I thought, no, I'm going to go through and finish gold. And it's, um, it's satisfying. Pro you know, it's something I totally forgot, and probably the most important thing that has ever happened to ESO. Finishing gold, you get Cagwell's helmet. Yeah, it's rubbish. Oh. It's awesome. Oh. Yeah. I love it. Who doesn't yeah. love the pot? I, I have to finish one more zone to get it. I, I thought I was completely done with gold, and all of a sudden I didn't have it, and I was like, oh, you know what? I still have to do uh, the last zone in Aldemary Dominion. Yeah, and they yeah, added the reward for the it. the soul the soul uh, shriven or soul yeah soul shriven motif now, which oh yeah yeah you get that that's quite neat. Right. I think yeah. the thing that probably excites more people is they actually have the real Akaviri katana um, swords now. So if that was your thing, third out part of the soul shriven set. So if you really like the, which I was actually very disappointed when ESO came out. And the Akaviri set you got from PvP didn't actually have the curved swords. Um, I'm obviously Northern European, and that's the style of sword I prefer. Uh, but I mean, it was kind of iconic when you saw like the blades with the, those swords because that was the Akaviri style at the time. Because Akavir is obviously the um, the Eastern equivalent of of. of um, the you know planet earth type geography like akavir is the far east that has a very heavy uh japanese chinese uh type um right feel to, to it the katanas or yeah. whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah 
and just everything about it. Like if you look at, at uh, Cloud Ruler Temple and stuff like that, it was all designed right. in Akaviri style, and it has that very Asian feel to it. And it, the Elder Scrolls has that. You know, you know how other games tend to tend to borrow from real world uh, cultures to kind of enhance their own. I mean, look at the Imperials. It's essentially Rome. Like, the Imperial City, everything. It's Rome. Everything. Um, and I love it. Um, but the the, the whole of Akavir is designed with that Asian-type motif all the way through it. So it, it's nice to see that being brought about. Um, that's just a little side thing I didn't even think about. All right, guys, that's kind of it for episode 101 of Tales of Tamriel, and obviously it's it's a jackal is now the name of this one. Cause I can't <laughs> it's a jackal, jackal, jackal. It's a jackal. And if um, you don't know what if you don't know what that's from, go watch Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Family Guy. Jackal. It's a jackal. 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 Yep. So there we go. All right, guys, um, let's go ahead and give our. Uh, final thoughts for the show and where people can find you. Let's go ahead and start with Setsua. All right. Uh, my final thoughts for the show. I'm glad that we did the reading because I missed that. I just love the reading part, learning about the lore and everything else. Um, I, that's why I like audio podcasting of people just read a story. I just love it because, well, you know, when I work, I just learn stuff. Where you can find me is on the PlayStation under my PSN name, Setsua25. S-E-T-S-U-A-2-5. And you also can find me pretty much just about um, anywhere on the Dungeon Crawler Network website. Just go in the About Me, and it has all my information to where you could uh, find me in other places. Excellent. Uh, Nate, a.k.a. Misa, where can yes. people find you, sir? Uh, well, you can find me on the EU Mega Server um, if you need anything crafting, if you need Sigic Ambrosia's crafting, if you want to run some dungeons or anything like that. Um, you can find me uh, on at Langson101. That's L-A-N-X-O-N-101. Uh, or just look for Miss Misa in that, and we can do that. And then I'm on Twitter at... Uh, what am I? It's Nate, my name. Nate, 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 Nate Langson. Yeah. Oh, yes, Nate. Of course, my Twitter... My, you, my made, you have two... <laughs> Of course, my Elder Scrolls one. Yes, that's probably better. <laughs> At Nate ESO uh, is my ESO Twitter handle. Thanks for reminding me. I forgot the <laughs> No problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, and by the way, for those who were, and I know you were on the edge of your seat, waiting to find out how much raw material I have found since we've been recording this episode, here are the final tallies. Rubidite Ore, 185. Rough Ruby Ash, 139. Raw Ancestor Silk, 82, and the other one, what was the other one I found? Leather. Uh, yeah, I can't find where that is. Where did I put that? I found one Kuta. Ooh, Kuta, and, Kuta. Uh, where, where am I looking? Here it is. Oh, yes, Rubido Hide Scraps, 65. So, plus loads of other non-yellow, but still pretty high level. So, in just under, like, two hours, that's a fairly yeah. decent haul. And if you yeah. get any gold out of that, well, my goodness, the if you are sold, that Kuta goes for at least 8k here on the US side. It does as well. And the thing is, if you've got the passive, and this is really key, if you've got, if you're doing crafting, get the passive that is called, and I'm going to look at it up right now, it's called Metal Extraction. And there are three points you can put into that, and that will increase quite 
notably the number of times you will get um, drug wax coming out of your leathers and your what's it that the um, rosin and tempering rosin alloy and tempering alloy. That's what I was thinking of. And again, they sell for a lot of gold. So the raw material itself still sells for quite a bit, but that's probably going to go down. But if you can get those skills, extract some of those high-end tempers, then uh, then it's a good way of getting gold. So I would I would recommend that. And again, specific to this this area in the Thieves Guild DLC, it seems particularly suited for that, as uh, as those numbers hopefully um, have demonstrated. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, there, it's definitely worth quite a bit of of. Um of money if you get the gold i know the tempering alloy right now are probably the most expensive and the kuta kuta is most expensive right now at 8k uh tempering alloy hovering the low 7 to 7.5k uh rosin are like 2.2 to 2.5k and uh drew wax is somewhere in the 3k range i mean it's a decent haul of cash if you get those uh and of course yeah. like you said you can sell the raw materials you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot by doing the the uh, the mining in in this zone. I I just found like four more nodes of rubidite ore um, just since giving those numbers. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty fast. Nice. Oh, and another aspect. Let's see what this is. Uh, Avi, sir, why don't you give your final thoughts? Uh, yeah, it was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed having the readings back, like Setsua said. Nate, it's good to have you on the show. It's, uh... Thanks, man. Been a very good time. To find me, though, you can find me pretty much everywhere. Uh, Avi Optimal, A V I O P T I M A L. That's on Twitter, YouTube, PSN, uh, PC, in game on ESO. Yeah, you can. And a little shame, a little shameless plug here too. I started. Uh, we started our own another podcast on the Dungeon Crawler Network. So. Uh, yeah. Come check out the Dungeon Crawler podcast sometime with me and Setsua and Sunny Black. There you go. First episode, I am working on it. It will be out here today or tomorrow. So It's about a good two-hour episode, I believe. It's a long one. <laughs> Arkaneer yeah. says, final thoughts. I missed everything. When did you guys change time? Uh, today. <laughs> uh, yeah, today. So, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, yeah. So there we go. All right, my final thoughts, obviously. Fantastic show. Thank you so much, Nate, for coming on. This is technically your first official show of many. Even though you're yep. here for episode 100, this is the official. Nate is now officially part of the of the crew here at Tales of Tamriel and, and will Yay. be uh, joining me and now um, – and the rest of us, but I meant joining me in the fact that now I have a lore nut with me to go crazy and I will be giving homework. So – for lore because i like talking lore um yeah yeah so there we go you can find me in game on the north american mega server at agelos a-g-g-e-l-o-s if you guys uh, want to join the guild send me a message uh come out for the events it's a lot of fun you can find me on twitter at agelos a-g-g-e-l-o-s underscore w-o-f um and that's where i'm at uh, you can follow the show at Tales of Tamriel on Twitter and the network as a whole at Dungeon Crawl Net. You can see everything that goes on there. Uh, Dungeon Crawl Net's more of a, <clears throat> a repository for everything. So while all of our shows have individual Twitters, um, everything goes under there. We just do a bunch of stuff off of there. So you can check that one out as well. You can follow uh, the show 
on YouTube at youtube.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork. Of course, our website, dungeoncrawlernetwork.com, is where everything's at, including all of our shows, all of our episodes, as well as all of our guides, including the sweet effects and things of that nature. So if it's something you're interested, check it out there. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel. Please remember that the show time for live shows have changed to 10 a.m. Eastern on Sundays um, going forward. So we hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time. Everyone have a wonderful evening. The serpent lights the ancient sky and red of tainted stars. Evil stirs and in its wake the souls of mortals sway and so Oh